All You Need to Know, the NDTV Profit Podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from NDTV Profit and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 4th of January. Here's everything that you need to know at the start of your day. There's a lot of global news to tell you about. First, Federal Reserve officials have uh, agreed last month that it would be appropriate to maintain a restrictive stance for some time while acknowledging that they were probably at the peak rate and would begin cutting in 2024. According to the minutes of the meeting that was conducted on the 12th and the 13th of December, participants viewed the policy rate as likely at or near its peak for this current tightening cycle. However, officials reaffirmed that it would be appropriate for policy to remain at a restrictive stance for some time until inflation was clearly moving down sustainably. That pushes back on expectations of multiple rate cuts by the Fed this year. The minutes also indicated increased optimism among participants about the path of inflation, noting clear progress. The committee expressed a willingness to cut the benchmark lending rate in 2024 should this trend continue though they gave no indication that easing could begin as soon as March, as futures traders are expecting. Now, bond yields in the US had a bit of a wild ride overnight, with the 10-year briefly rising to nearly 4%. To put things in context, in just a week, they've risen from levels of just under 3.8%. Now, interestingly, JP Morgan's latest Treasury client survey showed the biggest net drop in long positions since May 2020, according to a report that covered the week through Jan 2. That's a Bloomberg report. The shift was driven by both a reduction in longs and new short bets amid doubts that the central bankers would give up their fight against inflation so quickly. Meanwhile, U.S. job openings eased in November to the lowest level since early 2021. Also, fewer workers quit voluntarily and fresh hiring dropped. All of that points to cooling labor demand in the U.S. Now, another factor to watch globally has been oil. And that commodity price has risen for a second day in a row following disruptions in supply in Libya, while another attack on a container ship by Houthis in the Red Sea and blasts in Iran have increased tensions in the Middle East. Iran has said that terror attacks killed more than 100 people in the central part of the country, claiming that this was being done to punish its stance against Israel. The blasts near the grave of Iranian commander Qasem Soleimani left at least 103 people dead and 188 others injured a day after Israel was believed to be behind the killing of a key leader of the Iran-backed Hamas militant group in Lebanon's capital Beirut. Meanwhile, more than a dozen countries have warned the Houthis against continuing their attacks on shipping in the Red Sea, which have disrupted global commerce and triggered a limited military response from the US. In a joint statement, the countries which included the US, Germany, the UK and Japan said that the Houthis would bear responsibility for the consequences should they continue to threaten lives, the global economy and free flow of commerce in the region's critical waterways. In corporate news back home, the Berman family, which are owners of Dabur India, have called for a probe into the allotment of shares of Relegare Finvest to Rashmi Saluja through employee stock ownership plans. The family alleges that 2.14 crore shares, constituting around 8% of of the company's equity were allotted to Saluja without approval and requisite disclosure to parent Relegare Enterprises shareholders. 
In other news, Adani Ports and Special Economic Zone has elevated Chief Executive Officer Karan Adani to the role of Managing Director, a post that is held by his father, Gautam Adani. Uh, he will take charge today and will remain in the post till the 23rd of May 2027. And finally, Mark Zuckerberg sold nearly half a billion dollars of Meta platform shares in the final two months of 2023. The Meta's chief executive officer sold uh, shares on every trading day between the 1st of November and the end of the year, unloading nearly 1.28 million shares for about $428 million, according to a regulatory filing. And uh, international equities are on a weak footing with the Dow and the S&P 500 dropping close to 0.8% overnight and the Nasdaq Composite, meanwhile, dropping over a percent. And all three early rises in the Asia-Pacific region are lower, led by the Japanese Nikkei. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. How are we looking today? Good morning, Alex. Um, And it's a tough day of trade, you have to admit, simply because the world markets are not looking all that great. And yes, the Fed may not have done a pivot, but the minutes seemed, you could use the term hawkish relative to what the markets anticipated. And I think therein lies the problem. So uh, there are uh, a few question marks here for world markets and thereby for Indian markets as well. And we have the cognizance of that. Uh, remember, the Nifties had now had a lower top and lower bottom formation for a few days now. Uh, the put OI concentration also has shifted from what it was to maybe maybe 21,500, which saw the maximum OI addition as well. So I think that's to be kept in mind as well. Um, the only good part is that the PCR is already at 0.77. It's no longer a nifty PCR, which is trading at such extended levels that that calls for caution as well. So maybe some bit of uh, uh, selling has happened. We are not in the extreme greed quadrant anymore either as per some quant indicators. So let's wait and watch. Hopefully, we'll not be as tough, badly impacted um, as normally would be if indeed the markets have had a one-way rally and such cues emerge now. So that's the key point. In terms of stocks to watch, uh, I saw an unnatural reduction in October monthly additions for Airtel. So that's one stock in focus. There could be some implications for Infosys because a clutch of brokerages, three, have uh, reiterated their bullish stance on Infosys with JP Morgan target price at 1800 being the highest. So watch out for that one. Watch out for the Q3 update from Indusind Bank. Uh, was a bit soft maybe relative to what was estimated. Uh, so that could be in focus. Similarly for Ujjivan Small Finance Bank and IEX, actually some fairly strong updates. So maybe those two could actually do better than anticipated. Uh, Jefferies has rated Dabur India new buy. So that stock could be in focus. And Jumble Fertilizer as a board meet for a buyback. So maybe that stock could be in focus as well. So these are a few names uh, um, in the session that I'll be cognizant of, but largely weakness. Let's wait and watch if we find stability at 21,500, which is where the most open interest on the put side is concentrated. With this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. 